Welcome to Two Therapist Tales, a podcast where Jacqueline Sabodi and Anna Zonin work to normalize conversations about mental health. Hello, and welcome back to Two Therapist Tales. I'm Jacqueline Sabodi, and joining me today is Malia Siegel, licensed clinical social worker and registered play therapist, and Sarah Velez, licensed clinical social worker. And today we are focusing on election anxiety for this upcoming and very heated election. Mm -hmm. Nice inhale and exhale, Malia. Mm -hmm. Breathe. (laughs) Are you having some anxiety? Um. So we want to get together today to kind of just talk about um, what has made um, 2020's election probably one of the most um, controversial um, and angsty elections that we've seen. Um, So let's dive right in. I know I've been feeling it for sure. Mm -hmm. I feel like I keep going back and forth between like really like the fight response and the freeze response Mm -hmm. like i feel like oh i don't even care i'm not going to vote and and especially i I tend to be like oppositional (laughs) so when people like you must you must you must and then i'm like "Mm, i don't want to you can't make me not gonna do it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it feels like a push-pull internally emotionally so Mm -hmm. i just breathe (laughs) i think one of the one thing has come to mind is like um I just kind of keep coming back to like inaction, mm-hmm. right? Like for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. if I, if, 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 if I do inaction, then I am still with the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I know like one thing was like, um, I was only feeling a lot of anxiety around the postal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the buzz that we were seeing on the, um, on the news and the media, just about like, they're interfering with the postal services job and, you know, mailboxes are getting uprooted and mm-hmm. right so that was um unsettling so i was like okay like let me do the thing go online get the ballot i mean and then we all are doing mail-in ballots anyway so well and i'm making the very conscious choice to go i don't do mail I love that. i'm wow. not a mail person mm-hmm. and that, that probably sounds weird but like <laughs> i just feel like i can't be trusted mm. like Mm-hmm. I still have, you know, stuff. Oh, I actually gave it to, I delegated the mail to someone else because I'm like, oh, I got to get a stamp and I don't mm-hmm. know, like this and that. And so for me, the easier thing to do is to get up early and go to the polls and do what I need to do. I do need to read the directions yeah, um, and make sure that I don't like screw it up. But I also, the, the thing about the mail, like, and I'm sure as we go, like when we talk about like the news mm-hmm. and like its relationship and how we get information, like I feel like the things that I was hearing about the Postal Service and like, oh, like, you know, w- the workers are like mm-hmm. creating a barrier or doing something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these people, like if any job, I feel like that job is probably the most highly valued. Like those people who have those jobs, like I'm not going to screw up my postal job over the election, you mm-hmm. have something to mail. My job is to make sure it gets to where it needs to go. And so it felt very like incongruent to hear like statements about like lost ballots or mm-hmm. like, oh, mysteriously, it was like bobbing in a creek. And I'm just like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't, doesn't match with what I've seen and experienced from people who have that job. So yeah, they take the, it's like a federal, federal position. They yeah. take it very seriously. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for me, that was like a clue that's like, all right, there's some, there's some incongruence, which will, can also create anxiety. Angst. Yep. Yeah. So, um, 
in preparing for this podcast, I'd done a little bit of research, and this was interesting, and I hadn't thought about this at all, um, but the article that was pub- published by the Washington Post, um, where they were saying that people are feeling a lot of distrust um, towards the polls because of what happened in the 2016 election and mm. the outcome. Mm. And I was like, I hadn't even considered that the foundation for distrust within this system mm-hmm. had really started four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of being able to reflect of like, maybe this has been there all along and we hadn't spoken about it until, you know, the last few months just because of, you know, the climate of our nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but ladies, about, you know, just this general angst. I'm actually looking at my poll, and I, too, like, I feel like, you know, I didn't even really know that we were all supposed to be, that we were all getting it mailed. I feel like there was, even with that, there was, like, mm-hmm. so much confusion and, mm-hmm. yep. like, misinformation, yep. and and I just think that, you know, it's, it's just not comforting that I feel, you know, like, I would consider myself, like, somewhat, you know, like, educated yeah usually going on i'm not saying i clearly you know don't know everything but like just that like i i had no idea like really same and i'm still like it's just a very confusing process and i just think that makes it even more heightened that Mm -hmm. like yes you know that we're all kind of like scrambling and just feeling uneasy about this and it's i mean i agree that yes four years ago and even like wasn't and I don't want to misquote myself, but wasn't there like a miscount? Yes. Bush? Wasn't yes. There yes, there was. That was like two thousand four. You know, like yeah, this totally. has been there. You're right. But I think now, just even you know, yes. Obviously, with the climate of COVID, like there's just so much mistrust. Yeah. And, and yes. people just questioning everything. So mm-hmm. it's like. It's just so many factors, and I just you know. I'm with you. Like I was, I had done the request to get the mail-in because I was like I that, that's at least something that I can do but then it was like oh well we're all getting it which like I, I have just you know I think that Governor Murphy has done you know a decent job here like and I do think that that was like a positive step like mm-hmm. you know just sending everyone just sending mail. everyone yeah. because it, because it, if your you're point, bad at mail yes, like me mm-hmm. or to your point Sarah it was so confusing like mm-hmm. yeah it, you know, and then there was timelines, but each state varied mm-hmm. in terms of like, well, yours have to has to be mailed in by October third, New Jersey, and yours, New York, you're you're getting anxious, Malia. Yours mm-hmm. has to be turned in by October eleventh. Like that deadlines anxiety. set me on edge because then it becomes a thing that you have to remember. Yeah, and sometimes you remember it correctly, and sometimes you yeah. don't. Yeah, and and if it. I think in New Jersey, what's the de- is there a deadline? Do you know off the top of your the head? Ma- there is a mail-in deadline. I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, I think at this point, to mail it in has passed. I don't. I, you See, know. Like, I don't even want to spread inf- misinformation, <laughs> which is again like that's like a yeah. place of anxiety too. Is like yeah. you don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. And so yes, you do. You, I mean, you can look let's it up say, right now. I'm let's, doing it. Well, let's educate the people. Yeah. Um, but even if. So, I mean, yeah, I'm like hesitating on even what to say because I don't want to say something incorrect. But yeah, it creates confusion. And like you're saying before, like inaction is still action. You know, inaction is still a choice. It's still um, engaging in something that could potentially be harmful. Um, So, yeah, I think like you had also said, like going back. So there's 2016 which I think I, you know, I personally went to sleep feeling like, oh, wow, like we're going to have a woman president when I wake yes. up tomorrow. Yes. And we oh didn't. 
and from a trust perspective, so there was 2016, but then I think, like you said, Sarah, like this happened before. Um, I, I feel like it was around, like I couldn't yet vote, so it must have not been 20 or 2004. I would feel like I was still in high school. There was like a hanging chad. That was the whole thing. There was, you know, like you had to punch it. And then there mm. was like a, a whole punch that was still hanging on the thing. It was a whole thing. Um, so I think like the trust issue has always been mm-hmm. lurking. And yeah. then I think there's also, um, you know, with the electoral college and mm-hmm. like trust and belief that that is an effective way to count votes, count votes and get people into positions of power it just feels again it's like very overwhelming i remember i um yeah in 2004 um i had been working late that night and my um my girlfriend from colorado we picked, i picked up the phone i was calling her on my drive home she's like um he's winning and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> right just mm-hmm. and um then just like sitting you know watching the votes come in and just this whole process and mm-hmm. um then just like I went to bed and then waking up every few hours and checking Google until it was like, you know, our new president is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so every vote by by mail ballot that is postmarked on or before November 3rd, 2020, mm-hmm. and that is received by November 10th, 2020 at 8 p.m. shall be considered valid mm. and shall be canvassed, assuming the ballot meets all other statutory requirements. So I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. November 3rd to the, to the 10th. And then like, Sarah, to your point, you were saying just like, it's all so confusing. Like, even like, Make sure you like fill it in properly, check the things off, like put it in the envelopes properly, mm. seal it properly. Again, it's too many steps. And like I'm an intelligent human being <laughs> with like lots of skills and talents. I'm not going to like this is do all these things. I'd rather just go to the place. I know where the church is. I know where the thing is. You know what I mean? Like I can't deal with all that. Yep. And you don't need yeah. an em- you don't need um, a, a stamp. stamp. Should be free. No, that's even Jesus. crazy that the results aren't. It's not even going to be counted till November tenth. Well, that right? is the really scary part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like we're not even going to know, like on right. election day. Right. So that's just like another week of anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is like the media news coverage has not been calming mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even like the debates. I mean, those are always super triggering for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That fly. I mean, oh what yeah. Was, what was he sent for? I know he was from the universe. <laughs> being like, I kept thinking of that movie, The Amityville Horror, when like flies are just coming out of the um, the fireplace or whatever. <laughs> um, but yes, to your point too, it's like so. It's almost like these compounding factors of anxiety. There's like, what's going to happen? What do I need to do personally? Then after what I need to do personally, there's a waiting period mm-hmm. because that's what I th- I thought that that was correct, that you could. So literally on election day, you could take your mail in ballot and drop it mm. at the boxes, which are everywhere. So hopefully people have seen and know where to do that mm-hmm. if that is your choice. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking of between like the third and the 10th. Right. So that's like counting, but also receiving. So like really Again, there's this like lurking unknown that's going to create anxiety, which is like, when mm-hmm. will we know the results? Who's our president? Then when we know the result, will the result then bring more stress, anxiety? And I would almost want to say trauma. I wonder if the DSM is going to have like a post election, <laughs> post election anxiety disorder scale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think- I, know. I think when, you know, the last election, there was definitely like a post-election depression. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, you know, I mean, and also, I don't know. I just think that this, the, it's 
obviously politicized and divided so many people, families, mm-hmm. yes. like just like yes. unspoken, you know, Tense. things that people are almost either like, you know, have to be secretive about their political yes. views for fear of, of disrupting friendships yeah. or family relationships. And I think that's like, that's another layer of all of this. Mm-hmm. Just- yeah, like the personal impact. Yeah. And yeah. I think like you had said, like the news, like I think that's like the biggest tip that is coming in everywhere around like how to protect your mental health during this time, yeah. whether it's election or the pandemic or whatever, is just to like take a break from the news. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Which is really hard, so especially if you're anxious because the anxious yeah. brain wants to know more, 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 mm-hmm. more, more to feel better. But it's like a drug. Like yeah. you can't. All the there's, chaos. There's not enough information for you to ever really feel okay to yeah. go back to yourself and be like, this is what it is. What can I do right here, right now? Yeah. So, you know, just the the mental health parts of it, right? So like anxiety, mood and depression, mm-hmm. you know, PTSD, mm-hmm. sense of loss and confusion. Mm-hmm. Those all have huge implications for, you know, how we're going to feel day to day. I know yeah. I see it with a lot of my clients, you know, I have a lot of teens and young adults and they are really well educated, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you they're know, young and passionate. Yes. And like, <laughs> yes. Educated. And, idealist. And, yeah. And who gets to vote in this election for the first time, which is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, Sarah, you had mentioned this, which is a great point, um, just in terms of how is the pandemic also impacting this election? Well, in so many ways, you know, I mean, just just the fact of people being scared to leave their homes, just mm-hmm. the heightened anxiety, people being home more and watching more news mm-hmm. or being on social media more, connecting pe- with people that way. Like, you know, as a clinician, I've been recommending social media detoxes more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge social media. For, it's like, you know, a, a love-hate thing, but... Mm-hmm just being mindful because I think there's just an isolated this social anxiety that's emerging, even like just me being out, like I can feel people's anxiety energy. Mm-hmm. or energy. Like it's just different mm-hmm. yeah, right absolutely. now because, you know, so it's just, just the long-term effects of the pandemic, I think are just going to kind of continue to, you know, present themselves. But in terms of the election, I just think, you know, people are home more, people are kind of in their heads more, people are more fear-based right now, the news we're getting is more fear-based. So mm-hmm. all of that's just contributing to this like perfect storm of election, you know, quarantine anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this uh, professor and researcher um, from UC San Diego, Jennifer Marola, she was, um, she's doing all this research on COVID and just, you know, the connection to the anxiety. And, it, you know, what she's found in her research is just that exactly what you're saying, Sarah, is that with you know being informed or being misinformed about COVID nineteen and just the um, projected spikes are um, foundationally right now creating more anxiety, right? So like we already have anxiety because of the um, the pandemic, and then on top of that, right now we're having anxiety because of the election, right? So like when we're looking at the state of our nation, we're looking at collectively just people being fe- being and feeling very unwell right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for us as clinicians, like how do we navigate that, not just for our clients, but then also for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a big part of this as well. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. like, you know, there's such like an interesting, I feel like I keep seeing it parallel process between like therapy and like when the pandemic first came and then also like 
with politics is just like how can we be like just mindful and in the moment mm -hmm. and present and just mm -hmm. acknowledge like oh this feels really confusing mm -hmm. and like sitting with that and mm -hmm. regulating through like confusing feelings, feelings. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um like i think like sarah you had said like this potentially can cause rifts in friendships and mm -hmm. relationships and things like that and i think people now more than ever really need to um, mm. need to. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm imposing my, even mm -hmm. that is like an imposing of my thought mm -hmm. and belief is just like finding empathy and finding ways to stay connected as, as opposed to finding ways to be right, which I think, and again, like you think about working with teens, right? Mm -hmm. Like if a teen disclosed like, oh, I've been like using mm -hmm. drugs or, mm -hmm. you know, illicit substances or whatever, like you as a clinician would never say, if you're competent and like mm -hmm. doing what you need to do mm -hmm. is you wouldn't say like oh my gosh i can't believe you would do that like that's so insane like after everything you've seen after everything you've witnessed like why would you ever choose to use drugs like so then why would we say that to friends and family and people and you know what i mean and i think no matter what you have the right of course like that's why we live in america mm -hmm. you have the right to believe in and support and vote mm -hmm. for whoever you feel you want to and then I guess like unpacking or tackling some of those difficult feelings that come with it really with the intention being to understand more than to correct or fix. And that's Absolutely. therapy, right? With right. like kids, especially like my job is not to fix you. Yep. You're not broken. Right. I want to support you and walk alongside you. Yep. And I feel like with the political climate, people are getting really like, let me convince you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and that's exhausting. It really is mm -hmm. for both. It would be exhausting to hear it and feel it and somebody constantly throwing stuff at you and to be the person to be like, oh, my gosh, how do you not get this? How do you mm -hmm. not? Mm -hmm. OK, we all need to. Yep. Breathe. Yep. Take I see breath. that. I definitely have seen a lot of that. And like, I'm kind of just the person of like, I'm just going to politely bow out of this conversation. I'm, I don't know enough. Yeah, like, that's no, me either. It's I agree. Like, I don't know I enough about stuff. I agree. And that's my own like work to do or choose not to but like it's a lot to keep up with that's how i feel I'm like i got a lot of going on you know yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i just too feel like i'm not gonna be some like people change their political views like not based on like someone convincing them you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. if my political views you know they've changed as i've gotten older and whatever but it's not because like someone was like telling me that's how I should think mm -hmm. or act. It was mm -hmm. like based on like my life experience, yeah. my, you know, core belief system, my like walking through my, my own path, that yeah. that's how I change. And so that's why I'm not one to like, not that I'm like, you know, unwilling to speak about it, but like, I know that's not my position to like change someone's political right. mind. And yeah. I think so much like on social media, we see that of like this, like, toxic like hate speech about mm -hmm. you know on from both sides and like trying to convince each other through these like aggressive like ugly yes talking mm -hmm. points and it's like that's not how you're gonna change people's minds right you know? so well I, and you would like and maybe you can again like what's the parallel process there between like that and like couples therapy right like yeah there's yeah. such like a parallel, like you're not going to change someone's mind by like shouting and screaming at yeah. them to get them yeah. to do. And through couples therapy, it's kind of interesting because there is a political component is that the way, you know, they, it's the, I'm certified as a Gottman therapist and the Gottman, you know, basically took international peace conferencing, peace discussions and implemented that in couples mm, therapy. So their cool. belief was like, 
through international peace discussions, like you have to reach a certain level of empathy or mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. that like where you see, you know, this point is mutually beneficial for each side. Mm-hmm. If it's coming from this like aggressive authoritarian viewpoint, that's not going to change anyone's belief. You mm-hmm. have to get both parties to see the benefit to feel invested. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so diplomatic, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. Doing couple therapy is it's like so getting cool. each side to see like the, the beauty in compromise or the beauty mm. in empathy or like understanding each other's viewpoints. So mm-hmm. that's where like so much of that is lost in this mm-hmm. whole, you know, in our whole culture, but especially in Gottman's like, 2020. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, 2024. <laughs> it's too late now. They can't put in a bid for. Yeah, they better start now. But I think I mean that's with the uh, way back Marianne Williamson. Like her mm-hmm. whole platform mm-hmm. was like love, and like I feel like for so many people yeah. that feels so um, hard to access. Yeah, yeah. it's so hard yeah. to access. They're like, oh my gosh, like that's so woo woo or that's so whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like, but that really is at the core Center of it all. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, like it's like how can you see the value in the other person's point of view yeah and understand that there's some like i don't know like i don't if we could all see ourselves in the other Mm. that would make it a little bit easier i think to like sit with some of the discomfort but i think people feel so like oh my gosh like i don't want to be associated or affiliated with this like they push 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 away Mm -hmm. and then but that pushes you further away from understanding. And like, that's, I don't know, it's not helpful. It's not. I was just also thinking, um, this just made me laugh, um, that Kanye was running. <laughs> he was, right. there was some, right? Like, there's just like stuff like that that's happened. Like, that just pops up. And <laughs> right. again, like, that's like a an unpredictability component. Right. It's like, like you're laughing because it's right. silly. Right. Like, it's so silly that that could be and then it's also like well then if he could do it why can't marianne williamson do it and it's like well usually comes down to money and that's a whole other conversation Mm -hmm. we could talk about a podcast (laughs) just that um but yeah and then like going back to what we said is like this idea of like feeling fight or flight for me or feeling Mm -hmm. like fight or freeze um but it's almost like if i do something will it really truly have an impact and again, like mm-hmm. that elicits a feeling like does what I say, think and do matter on this large scale? Yeah. So again, just kind of like coming back to the research by mm-hmm. Jen Rolla, it was like the more, you know, politically, the more anxious you are. And mm-hmm. like for a lot of people, their thought is like, even if I take action, like, is it actually going mm-hmm. to make a difference in the overall outcome? Which is right. pretty, you know, I, I, with the word that comes to mind, like, leaves me feeling powerless like Mm -hmm. you know um i would like to think that think that in action you know i'm contributing to a greater good but is that actually true Mm -hmm. um and i wonder i think that might contribute back mm -hmm. to what you said sarah about people going to social media is if i feel powerless i'm going to do things to make myself feel in power true so social Mm -hmm. media is the easiest way for many people to feel like that's true yeah and i've seen that my I have a mom friend who is, you know, a mom of, sorry, that was my little one, but (laughs) this is real life. She was having a scattered, you know, like a mom morning and she's like, I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to vote. Like, does my vote even matter? Mm, And I'm like, okay, if we all thought that, like what would happen? You know, like you can't think that. And I know it's easy to think that or easy to get like lost in like the craziness of our days and our lives. But like, 
you know, I can identify with that feeling of powerlessness, but just not letting that like, you know, freeze us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard that. I mean, I've not just then and that, you know, I've heard that over the years of like, does, does my one vote really matter? Like people will say like, they've already decided it's already like, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever is deciding has Mm -hmm. already made the decision. What does it matter if I vote? But Mm -hmm. that's, you know, yeah. Right. And that's, again, like you said, like that powerlessness feeling will usually elicit. I know with the, the kids that I work with, whenever they feel like they've lost control is then they do things that are very um, controlling. Mm-hmm. Like, so they want to yeah. control me in the session or they want to control the toys mm-hmm. or they want to like, mm-hmm. you know, there, there becomes like this really mm-hmm. like purposeful mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I wish I could like mm-hmm. help again. I mean, the best thing to do is to just name it. Oh, I feel powerless. Mm-hmm. Like I really wish there was something I could do. Mm-hmm. And I think like having those, I talk to myself a lot, mm-hmm. just, you know, whatever at home by myself, whatever. And I think like if more people could just like name how they mm-hmm. feel, like I feel really powerless. Mm-hmm. I feel really annoyed. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's nothing I can do. And it's like, and just sitting with that and regulating through mm-hmm. it and then you know, what can you what small thing can you do and then also i think that like that creates universality because usually i like i feel like you know like uh, as a student you know it's like if i'm feeling confused there's likely one other person feeling confused and like mm-hmm. when we can like join in each other's experience we can feel a lot less alone mm-hmm. right so even just like the three of us naming like i'm not all that educated in politics and like mm-hmm. that can be a little bit shameful for me to say at 34 but that's mm-hmm. the truth mm-hmm. and the fact that you both feel that way i'm like okay like there's comfort in that like mm-hmm. There are a lot, a lot, lot, lot of issues that I feel like I have, I don't even say be, been exposed to, but I feel there was like a quiz, like find your political whatever party. And it was like asking about all these issues. I was like, I've never even heard of this. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've never. And then things that I would think, oh my gosh, everybody's heard of like Standing Rock and the, the pipeline thing. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, the what now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the what now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's all these like things that exist yeah. in just our i mean think about just even just our state if yeah. we zoomed in just to our state i'm sure there's things that we have no idea that are that are going on yeah. and like you said like it could be a place where we get lost in shame yeah. and be, yes. feel guilty and yeah. be like oh my gosh i should know yeah and like again that is another trigger um for anxiety is like shoulds and unrealistic expectations like oh i should know this yes. and mm-hmm. you know it's like should you though like you're not a politician nope I'm not. Nobody elected me to do anything. So I feel like it's like those things where you just have to kind of like bring yourself back to reality. And again, such a parallel process, right, between what we do for clients Mm -hmm. and how. So then like, how can we take care of ourselves in that way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, yep. we get the great gift of having this stuff on repeat. And so it just like Mm -hmm. automatically gets ingrained in our psyche, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, Just a couple more statistics. The American Psychological Association um, put out a survey in early October um, that revealed that two-thirds of U.S. adults um, uh, said that this upcoming election is a significant source of stress in their lives. It's stressful. It is stressful. It is. Yep. Um, Um, And I think, like... It feels like, and maybe the older we get, the more it like sinks in. And I was like, wait a minute, didn't we just have like a really tense and fraught election that was mm-hmm. like, this is the most mm-hmm. intense election of our time. It feels like every time mm-hmm. is the most, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say meaningful, but like the like it has the most energy around it. And I just feel like every four years, like, can that really be true? Every four years, like, 
I don't. Well, I guess like logically for our, so we're all around the same age. We're, you know, 34, about to be 35. So like for me, when I think back, I'm like, okay, this is who I can name. Like Bush, which like Mm -hmm. Bush dealt with 9-11. That was Mm -hmm. huge. Then the Clintons and what I remember from the Clintons was the affair. Mm -hmm. And then our first black president, super powerful and exciting. Mm -hmm. And then first woman president, that didn't happen. And then, you know. Um, an individual that represented more of a business person and an entrepreneur mm-hmm. or like um, mm-hmm. a celebrity. Like that's mm-hmm. what, you know, kind of how historically I've, I've looked at mm-hmm. Trump. So is it because there's always like, yeah, we've all been exposed to these very like, I don't know, controversial yeah. heightened, mm-hmm. you know, like just like, you know, like the, unprecedented presidential yeah. candidates situations. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I would think so. I mean, with the exception of, I feel like, it was what was Clinton, then Bush, then Obama. Oh, did Obama. I skip? Did I miss? <laughs> you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you uh-huh. you frog hopped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But same thing is like, it yeah. was like white man, white man, white man, and then oh, black man, yeah. woman, yeah. And then, yeah. So it does, fe- and then now, yes, we have a celebrity mm-hmm. slash um, business person in office, which I think for some people just feels like the right to them. It feels right, and so again, like. The, the parallel being like if a client said to you, like the choice that I'm making feels right to me and you're like. The other thing I would, you know, I would, I would, and I'll just like name this, like this is stuff in my mind. It's like, are we excited about these political um, figures or is our vote just a vote against the other? Mm-hmm. And how common is that for a lot of people? Like I'm not actually giving my vote because I'm, I really believe you know, mm-hmm. in this candidate, I'm giving this vote because it'll be a vote against the other. Right. Which feels like to me personally, like that feels like a sign or mm-hmm. information about like maybe things need to be looked at differently. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, yeah, it's like a vote against the other. And I, I, Brene Brown talks about it in one of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara Brock has a podcast episode about like awakening from the trance of othering and it is like this thing of like how can we i guess for me my thing is like how can i step away from just being like left side right side totally or you know Mm -hmm. right and wrong like Mm -hmm. there isn't really that Mm -hmm. like it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. in that way and i don't know why we keep making Mm -hmm. it be that way like it just feels so yep again like incongruent and information that like hmm well if if this felt like oh it's not you wouldn't marry someone because you're like, I'm just marrying this person to get away from all the other ones. Like mm-hmm. you, right. you feel a commitment and enjoyment and excitement about the person. And so, I mean, I know it, but we are engaging in a relationship with this political person. And so it just, like you're saying, like, it just feels like a, a dispassionate, like, Meh, yeah. Blah, just, blah. just Well, I think to your point, it's like, can't they, can't both parties have rights and can't both parties have wrongs right, right. like and is and, and isn't that like communication in all relationships we have right mm-hmm. like there's something i did right and there's something you did right and then there's something i did wrong and mm-hmm. you did wrong right? right and in the perception of the person right yeah. because what's really right and wrong there's mm-hmm. right for me mm-hmm. and there's right or wrong for you so i feel like <laughs> you're talking again about- sarah like i would defer to you about like right because you're trying to get people to understand that oh, maybe you're actually both striving for the same thing just the ways yeah. that you're going about it feel so vastly yeah. different Yeah. And I mean, a a big part of what I tell couples is that couples don't actually have to have like really a lot in common in order to have relationship fulfillment or satisfaction. Mm. 
And I think in thinking about this like political figure, like this presidential figure of like, I have to like everything about them. It's like, I don't know, like, do we like, mm-hmm. yes, of course the core values and all those things, but it's like, you know, will we, w- that's kind of an unattainable mm. expectation. It's a delusion, because, yeah. That's a good point. Know, like, and so I don't have to love or like everything about this person, but I can kind of, you know, get behind certain issues or Absolutely. issues that are important to me, you know, just like with couples, I, like you could, you know, have completely different hobbies, but I do tell them they have to find one thing or at least something like these, you know, points of connection mm-hmm. that that is what sustains a relationship or that is what creates that, that bond or that empathy. So mm-hmm. without that, you know, even if it's a, a figures elected who we don't like, you know, to find something that you know resonates yeah yeah in the sense i don't know i mean yeah and i I think to your point just about like core values and and how things have been handled because this year has shown so much to our country right Mm -hmm. like the pandemic like um the economic state of our country the um civil unrest following the murder of numerous people in the bipoc community like how are we feeling about how that's all been handled in Mm -hmm. our country right so it's not just about the election and this person we're Um, Mm -hmm. choosing to lead us it's like how have all of these things been managed i think Mm -hmm. about like global warming too you know like Mm -hmm. there's so many components yes there's so many components to your point it's not even just now about the person it's about all these other factors Mm -hmm. that are going on in our country yeah and i think like when then when when you do really sit down and have conversations with people is one you have to maybe like internalize the message of like, I'm really trying to understand this person. Mm -hmm. And if that's not the place that you're coming from, then it's probably Mm -hmm. a polite bow out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't need to talk about this. But I think like you're saying is like, could we listen to someone say like, well, I support this person specifically because what they did about, you know, COVID-19. And then if the person says COVID-19, but what about the environment? Mm. Okay, but what I'm saying is like, this is what's really important to me. And so this is where like I'm taking yes. the stance on like the healthcare thing and how COVID was handled. I feel X, Y, and Z. And so the person, and again, like we see this on social media is where people will then pull down other things. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm trying to get you to see that this was wrong that this person did. Okay, but when I'm I'm over here saying that this is what I liked over, and this is like a total, again, so now we're not like really communicating. We're yeah. just like, Point it's really like the apples and oranges thing. It's yeah. like you're talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big no no in couples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like one word scorekeeping or like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. is so toxic because mm-hmm. it's like you never let go of, you know, the past or these unhealthy patterns. And like mm-hmm. we see that, you know, constantly on social media, just in, you know, political discussions with mm-hmm. that point keeping that, you know, yeah. I did this, you did that. You know, that's it just it breeds such toxic language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It yeah, it really does. And it, it's like I think the thing about like breathing, noticing what's going on you on with you personally. Again, like that's what we would say to I, I mean, especially for kids, like it's like come back to yourself. Mm-hmm. How many times do we tell kids like just worry about yourself? You know, with the masks, like people are yelling at people for not having it on correctly or this or that. Like that's like one of the first lessons of childhood is like worry about yourself. If you see something, tell tell a responsible adult and let them handle it. Like it's not our job to police other people on totally. like on how they like live their lives. You know, yeah. like that's literally the police's job and or you know a, other officials. 
So again, it's like, can I just worry and take care of me? And yeah. if I can do that, then everybody's going to be in a better situation because I'm taking care of me. I'm breathing. I'm getting grounded. Mm -hmm. I'm noticing what's going on for me. And you can give that to others that are in your. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Breath for me, breath for others, breath for the world. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So on that theme, um, mm -hmm. what are some ways that we can um, best help ourselves cope during these uncertain times? Um, Obviously, we've been doing a lot of breathing mm -hmm. through this podcast mm -hmm. because that is one thing that Malia and I mm -hmm. definitely use a lot to calm ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, Sarah, you said it a couple times, like just like the how um, toxic social media is right now. And mm -hmm. so um, yeah. you're recommending the social media breaks. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like kind of what you've been yeah. recommending for yeah, well, clients or people in your life? Yeah, I mean, I am. Um... I love detoxes in general. That Jack knows about my 90 days dating detox. That's yes. another podcast. Yeah, that is, that's for a good buzz. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Let's yeah. it on the calendar. It's just, it's just this idea that like we substitute things for, right? So like mm -hmm. I'm an addiction specialist. I'm in recovery myself. But even like, and uh, you know, obviously through COVID, addiction rates are on the rise. Substance yeah. abuse lapses are on the rise. Just the lack of meetings, the lack of connecting. Mm. That's a whole nother topic. But you know, in and, and I mean, anyone can benefit from this because we all have distractions. You know, just the news is a distraction. Food can be a distraction. You know, relationships, social media. I mean, work can be. So it's like. Mm -hmm. This idea that social media, it's like having our phone, we never feel alone because we can always access absolutely you know, social media, TikTok, whatever. So it's like this idea of just being okay in my skin mm -hmm. of just, you know, like you girls said, breathing, meditating, mm -hmm. incorporating some type of spiritual life, exercising, you know, just these like simple self-care tactics that mm -hmm. really all just ground us in being okay in my skin and all of that political noise and you know, the social media just provides one big distraction from mm -hmm. really being okay with being ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've been really, you know, an advocate of just eliminating or reducing social media right now. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I'm not saying to like bury our heads in the sand, but mm -hmm. just, and if that means like just unfollowing or however you do it, quieting certain people on mm -hmm. social media, but just because it really, you know, like I sometimes describe social media as like a way to self-harm mm -hmm. because we go on there when we're feeling vulnerable, you know, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm, I'm never like, oh, I'm having like the best. I mean, you know, people put these snippets of like their best lives on social media. It's like, that's not real. Mm -hmm. Like that. So if I'm feeling vulnerable or lonely and I look on social media, I'm going to see like, everyone's greatest day and mm -hmm. or whatever politically is going on it tends to be a form of self-harm but mm -hmm. i get somehow i get this like oxytocin surge or something mm -hmm. yeah. like dopamine yes. adrenaline so, yes yeah so just to like don't reduce that just quiet that turn the volume down on it right now mm -hmm. again not to bury our heads in the sand it's good to be educated but like just mm -hmm. that right now i've not seen it as like a healthy outlet you know mm -hmm. but that's Absolutely. what we have to create healthier outlets like working mm -hmm. out or yeah. you know just walking outside connecting yeah. with friends mm -hmm. family yeah oh. i think that like movement therapy is such a good one mm -hmm. you know sometimes the word exercise i feel like can get not yeah, the greatest rapid even just like 
getting literally up. moving your yes. body, like yeah. raising your arms yeah. over your head yeah. or like sitting down on the floor yep. and wiggling your toes. Like even, it doesn't have to be like sweat yeah. producing. No, even like moving putty in your hands or chopping carrots. Like that's mm -hmm. moving your body. That's moving energy, especially mm -hmm. when we have these really big, large and unpleasant emotions that get stuck. Mm -hmm. Just finding some way to move them mm -hmm. can be really effective. So social media detox, breath work, movement mm -hmm. therapy. Yeah, like you said, cooking, I think. Mm -hmm. I've, I've never been a huge fan for so many reasons, so many steps, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I think like you're saying like chopping carrots, like the thing I notice about preparing meals, it is such a mindful practice. You can yes. really only listen to music mm -hmm. while you do it. You can't really watch TV because you might cut your finger off. Mm -hmm. So it's like you really do need to be present and attend to it. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's what you put your time and effort into. And that it has like, um, what's it called? Like there's a, such a return on that investment because now you're nourishing yourself mm -hmm. with your meal. You're yep. nourishing your family. Like you're reducing some anxiety yeah. being like, oh, I have leftovers for lunch tomorrow. Yeah. Like It also like engages all five senses. So mm -hmm. your sense of touch because you're holding the weight of the knife in your hand. Mm -hmm. You hear the chop of the carrot. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You smell the aroma of the herbs mm -hmm. and the vegetables, mm -hmm. you know, so. And then you get to taste it. And then you get to taste yeah. it. Precisely, yeah. all five mm -hmm. get yeah, activated. Clean. I know for me, like there's something very therapeutic about vacuuming mm. <laughs> and the movement, the yeah. humming of this, like the sound and like the meditative thing. That's it. a thing. Like I think you had said yeah. meditation and I think sometimes people think of it as that like exactly. sitting ohm thing. I'm like meditation is vacuuming. Meditation is, you know, doing your makeup in the morning. Yeah. Meditation can yeah. be Petting so your animal. many things. Yeah. yeah. Anything that you do yeah. with attention mm -hmm. is yeah. meditation. Yeah. That's so, so yeah. I love I it. Yeah. Um, and then just some like really obvious ones like, you know, um, just disengaging from some of the political. Platforms. Yeah, just from, you know, exactly. Like whether it's, you know, Google searching, you know, political issues or turning mm -hmm. the TV on or mm -hmm. maybe don't watch the debates. I don't know if we're mm -hmm. going to have any more before. But um, this is the final one. OK, so there's a final one. Yeah. So maybe just not watching it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, Malia, you're kind of talking about like being able to take action and creating a voting plan that feels right for you, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. just being able to understand what's the source of your anxiety, what your anxiety looks like, and then how to yeah, calm how your anxiety. It, how yeah. it's showing up for you and then like taking care of yourself yes. for sure. Yes. And, mm -hmm. you know, connecting with a the therapist, if you have not already, psychology today is mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. I would also say the thing about news, you had mentioned like watching the news. So one thing I found to be helpful is like reading articles because mm -hmm. like my tolerance for that is kind of like limited. Mm -hmm. I can only read like two and I'll go on. Um, a friend told me about this website called Real Clear Politics, which is like mm -hmm. tries to source like love both that. quote unquote both sides. Um, so if people want to look into that. Like that. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Real and so clear I read politics, I, yeah. like my limit is two. I read mm -hmm. two articles. And then I'm done. So that's your boundary with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's like, oh, if you're going to watch the debate, maybe only 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're going to read articles, maybe only two. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to yeah. be on social media, maybe it's only once a week. Right. Yeah. Right. Delete so it from your phone. You don't have to like unsubscribe yeah. totally, but I know you do that. You take Chronic. it off your phone during the week, and then it's like a weekend treat. I'm yep. the opposite. I mm -hmm. use it during the week, and then I take it like the weekend is my like yeah. downtime. So I feel like, yep. again, finding a plan that works for you and not trying to convince anybody of anything. Nope. It's like just yeah. for you, just me. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. Don't look left. Don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> and breathe.
Awesome. Well, we hope that this podcast and some of these tips and just the dialogue and conversation and being able to name it is helpful for our listeners. Um, I really appreciate Sarah and Malia, both you being here to contribute and add. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So next time on Two Therapist Tales, please join us as we visit what grief looks like as clinicians and with our clients. We'll be welcoming Allie Resnick, grief specialist and LCSW onto our podcast. Uh, Our closing quote is from Sharon Salzberg. Voting is the expression of our commitment to ourselves, one another, this country, and this world. Thanks so much for listening along, and we will see you next time. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for therapy or mental health treatment. Please reach out to a licensed professional or facility if you are struggling and need to talk to someone.